you are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Good morning and hello kids. Welcome to season three and episode number 52 uh, of the Daily Beaver. I love saying that. Morning show here at the Cryer Media Network. Good morning, Kit Saucy. Ooh, I like the new intro pictures. I do too, particularly Jelly Bean Row. Uh, I love that. Um, good morning, Ka- Kit Kath needs the stickers. Good morning, Kit Elaine. Good morning, Kit Linda M. Good morning, Kit Lazy Sunday with Wade and Doe. So lovely to see all of you with us today. Today, recording day is Wednesday, February 8th. February 7th, sorry, 2023. It's twice this month that I've tried to speed the day up by one. And it's going to be a beautiful crisp day here at the Beaver Lodge. So we hope that it's going to be beautiful where you are as well. Yesterday we had uh, nice weather, just got uh, about three yesterday, Uh, which again is concerning for February. But, you know, we did have a bit of a deep freeze. So it was, uh, yeah. It was kind of nice <laughs> to come out of that, uh, come out of that well. Uh, I'm your host, the Eager Beaver, pronouns he, him, hey, Mr. Beaver, eh? And with me, as always, is my dear friend, partner in crime, brother, Mr. Grizzly. Of course, a big thank you goes to our podcast's founding sponsors, The Peppermaster, The Misfy Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com. We have a Tuesday quickie for you, Mr. Grizzly, is that correct? Yes, uh, about uh, 30 yes. minutes, roughly, give or take. There you go. But first, let's say hello to Mr. Grizzly and ask him how his mental health is. 
Good morning, Mr. Grizzly. How's your mental health today? Good morning, Mr. Beaver. Uh, mental health is pretty good, actually. I'm a little little groggy this morning. I just can't seem to wake up. And I went to make some coffee and realized I forgot to purchase some from the grocer. So I'm drinking oh, yeah. water this morning. So I might be a little sluggish until I get to the office where I will load up on caffeinated beverages to get my butt into gear. That's, that's how my day started. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine started off pretty well. Uh, found it a tiny bit touch hard to get out of bed this morning. Mm. Nothing, no major struggle, just a tiny bit. But once I was up, I was up and pretty good. So there you go. Cool. Let's get started with some news. Uh, there's a lot going on today. Mm. Uh, uh, today is State of the Union Day in the United States, uh, which uh, was going to be a lovely event for President Biden until there was a certain flying object that kind of appeared. Uh, spy balloon, talking about it. apparently. Spy yes. Balloon. Appar- yeah, apparently. Spy balloon, yeah, or, or, you know, harmless civilian <laughs> air device. Yeah, apparently. Apparently. Uh, well, in this case, we say apparently because, you know, it's China. So, you know, uh, it's like, gee, China, now would have been a good time for you to have been of your word sometime in the past 15, 20 years, so baby people would believe you when you said it's just a civilian aircraft that well, got uh, blown off course by a force majeure wind event. My, my, my take on it, which I find, you know, the whole thing is a little bit hilarious when you regard the fact that there were several of them that fell under, that were floated through the skies of the United States of America under Trump's uh, presidential uh, tenure. Mm-hmm. Um and, and now no Republicans lost their minds then. No, exactly. But here, here's where I find it all to be quite hilarious, is the fact that they have satellites in space that can read what's on my cell phone. Right. So, I mean, this is clearly an instance of China fucking with us. Clearly. It's, it's, it's a psyop. Right. I mean, come I mean, on. Let, let, let's, not, let's not kid ourselves, right? I mean, China and Russia are friends. And China is taking extensive and copious notes about what's going on <laughs> in Ukraine right now and how the yeah. world is reacting. Oh, China and Russia are friends with one another. I thought you meant friends with us. I'm like, well... No, no, one another. Yeah. And they got, well, I mean, they're learning from each other, right? You of know, course. Hostage diplomacy and then, you know, the everything being someone else's fault. Like, again, like, you know, your balloon just happened to float into our airspace. And, you know, it seems to me that if it were really an accident that at some point when they went, oh my God, oops, they would have picked up the phone and called a few people and said you know there's got this thing that's going to come into your airspace oops yeah but they didn't they didn't do that that. would be consistent behavior with oops it's like (laughs) hello um yeah mom i broke the vase (laughs) is it a vase or a vase what vase what vase oh that's just an innocent civilian vase yeah you've you've no need to be concerned with that yeah yeah, that, that that's not your classic ming vase no 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 that's that that's the one we uh yeah Right, sure. <laughs> the the, the right. cutest one I found online yeah. was uh, somebody who, you know, you take the photo and then they zoom in, zoom in, zoom in. They get really close to it and it says, we've been meaning to try and reach you to talk about your car's extended warranty. <laughs> <laughs> so, mm. you know, and I keep on saying, you know, it's like, unfortunately, China's word is not worth much. And they proved that with the Hong Kong deal, right? That was supposed to be, what, 40 or 50 years. And they got to about 22 and said, yeah, close enough. We don't need to respect the rest of that deal. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then they went, us? Who, us? 
doing anything. We're not doing anything as we're like cracking down on Hong Kong like crazy. And, you know, and then it's like, and then like you got this little island of Taiwan. It's like, we're so threatened. We're so threatened. We need to send everything and like surround the island, you know, because Nancy Pelosi dared to go visit because, you know, we never do anything wrong and everything everybody else does is a provocation. Poor little us. So, yeah. So nobody believes China. Well, right. and you got to remember, just, let, let's not forget how Canada is tied to China for the next 27 years, or 20, 26 years, I guess now, thanks to uh, former Prime Minister Stephen Harper. We can't speak ill of China. Um, yes. And, you know, they, they all, yeah, I don't want to wade into the yeah. weeds on that one. Yeah. No, no, no. Now, apparently we had something to do with the balloon being shot down at some point it seems that in reality what it is is that we just basically pretty much monitored the path of the balloon while it was in our airspace mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason why it was freaking out the u.s a while uh, a bit is because it was hovering around montana for a bit where there are a lot of military Missile. installations yes. now of course again why do by balloon what you can do by satellite why let everybody know you're in the house Look over here, look over here, look over here, look over here. Hey, hey, right over here, right over here. Pay attention. See this? See this? Don't look over there. Don't look over there. Now, what China is up to, who knows, but it also has the impact of these types of nations loving to have disruption. And Joe Biden is going into a State of the Union address, um, doing rather well economically, right? Mm-hmm. Things are going well in the United States. They just announced uh, some numbers uh, not too long ago stating that uh, the economy was doing gangbusters. I think they created like 258,000 jobs or something ridiculous or 600,000 jobs or something. And um, right now, unfortunately, my screen on the other monitor is completely frozen. So I can't access any of my notes whatsoever. Awesome. Um so yeah, uh, so I can't tell you what that number actually is, kids. Uh, and I do not understand why one screen is frozen and the other one isn't, because usually they both freeze at the same time. Well, I, I can't, I, I don't know, it's the, maybe the browser you're using or something? Uh, nah, I, I, I really don't know, I can't tell. Um, so yeah, so the balloon went by, and now Biden, of course, has to go to his State of the Union addressing that issue with a whole bunch of conservatives having, you know, claiming that you know, the United States is now weak because they didn't follow one of the 14 principles of fascism, which is, you know, action for action's sake. Yeah, we should have just shot it down, just shot it down right away. As soon as we saw it, shot it down. doesn't matter who's below. Mm. Right? Because yeah. a balloon falling, a balloon that would be a surveillance balloon that would have lots of equipment falling from, what, 30,000, 60,000 feet, when it finally lands somewhere, it has a radius of crash of about, what, seven circular miles? Well, and the, those... So should it fall on a house or near a house or near a school or whatnot? Just shoot it and whatever happens to the people low below happens, right? you got to so remember that... until it's off the coast of South Carolina and then... Well, the balloon is also uh, filled with hydrogen. Mm-hmm. So, boom. Boom. <laughs> right. Yes. Big right. bada boom. Right. So, um, and... As Kit Hughes says, Nora would Nora would follow satellite over over flight procedures. China didn't get squat, of course, right? This is like I said, this is to fuck with us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All it is. So, uh, and of course, the United States, as it usually does, rather than just like pop it in whatever way, sent a fighter jet with a missile, right? 
<laughs> used a sledgehammer to spot a fly to send a message. Well, and and uh, oh, you're uh, Hugh's saying it was filled with helium. Really, helium? Mm-hmm. Oh, helium. I read that it was hydrogen. Either way, it was at what sixty six thousand feet. So what is that? Twenty kilometers. Uh, and and you have Cary Lake in Arizona saying uh, oh, out out in the field with a hunting rifle going. I'll, I'll get it. No, you won't, lady. That thing is not that. <laughs> you're fighting against gravity. You're not going to be able to shoot twenty kilometers from a hunting rifle. <laughs> Right? Oh, man. I said these people are not intelligent. No. Well, I mean, this is what you know. This is what you know. Again, it's like what we were saying about Skippy before about getting through the nanosecond with something. This is, again, getting through. Yeah, oh, my God, you let us down. It's like you know, quick little check. Um, there were three balloons while Trump was running. Oh, Trump goes, I would never do that. Click, click, click. Uh, well, actually, you did <laughs> several times. You know, was, these things are all easily verifiable, but yet... And whereas China's concerned, this oh yeah, this one was just an accident, but there happens to be a second one somewhere around over South America, like this, uh, for which there seems to be no force majeure explanation on that one that I could tell. Mm. Uh, come on, man. Come on. Come on. Yeah. So everybody's talking about that and what that's supposed to be a distraction for. Like I said, we'll probably find out in a couple of weeks <laughs> what it is that China was doing in the meantime. Uh, but meanwhile, back at home, uh, the big news is that today is the 7th, which means it is the day that the prime minister is going to meet with his provincial and territorial counterparts to discuss health care. Yeah, and and a lot of speculation about uh, what's going to happen, and and from what I've been reading online, uh, a lot of folks seem to think, well, he's just going to hand the the provinces a big fat check. I'm like, well, he may hand them a check, but there will be a million strings attached because let's face it, they've kind of squandered a lot of the money they've already been given. I mean, Ontario's missing four point four billion in COVID funds. Alberta's missing somewhere near that same amount. They can't account for it. How do you lose four point four billion? Oh, if you're a conservative, easily. <laughs> Obviously. If I lose four dollars, I get PO'd. If I lose forty dollars, I get angry. Four hundred dollars, I'm losing my shit. Four thousand dollars, I'm going to the hospital because I'm having a mental breakdown. Four, four billion. billion? Was it like, to paraphrase Jacques Chrétien, four billion here, four billion there, suddenly you're talking about real money? Yeah. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> yes, I remember when he said, oh, it's just, a, it's just a th- I'm like, oh, dude, dude. That's my money. Yes. Kit Sassy says Nova Scotia is also missing near the same amount of money, also led by a conservative premier or something. There you go. Um, so apparently Francois Legault was all over the media yesterday stating that his impression is that the meeting would be positive. He basically did that thing, you know, we need to wait and see whether or not I will be possible, you know, optimistic or pessimistic. Uh, but based on the discussions that I had with the prime minister around Christmas time, it seemed that uh, there was going to be something and that there would be a substantial amount of money. So, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what's on offer. Mm. Something of that. But everybody seems to be speaking positively going in. And I guess the reason for that is because the prime minister 
by all means should not be attending this meeting because a deal is not at hand. And the talk was is that he would only attend a meeting if one was at hand. Or if there was actually going to be some substantive work actually being done, mm. right? Not just a meeting where you get, you know, 13 little chicks in the nest with, uh, you know, looking up to the sky with their beaks open, <laughs> waiting for a <laughs> papa to feed them. Uh, so, well, because yeah, that's often what these things are. You're right? not wrong. Right. So it seems that everybody's happy. Everybody's positive. They're looking at it. There probably will not be a deal. So uh, there's no reason to expect that. But it seems that the outlines of the deal is that it's going to be a 10-year commitment. Now, that leaves the door for obvious criticism because what makes you think that you're still going to be here 10 years to see it through? Mm -hmm. That's possible. And of course, he's got two to three years left in his mandate here. Well, maybe a little less than three now. Uh, in his uh, mandate here. And of course... These things tend to be backloaded when you do a 10-year plan. There tends to be a little bit now, a little bit now, and then, you know, they say like $60 billion over 10 years and like $30 billion of it is spent on the last two of the 10-year cycle, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's often how these things are, are put up in Canada. But sometimes people, the subsequent government will continue on on the plan, such as the current prime minister did based on the plan that Harper had put in before. Um, so you have to, you know, take it with a grain of salt uh, with, with everything that's going to be said by premiers and by the federal government because the federal government is going to make it look like it's this wonderful thing with a whole bunch of things, stuff coming in now and the provinces have a vested interest in no matter how good it is, it's portraying it as not enough. Not, not enough, not good enough, not fast enough. Of course. So those are the basic dynamics that you have going in. Those are the natural positions. Anything that veers off that, you got something. <laughs> so later on today, if you don't hear a chorus of 13 people going, it's not good enough, and you don't have only the federal government saying, hey, this is great. Sorry, excuse me. <coughs> that came out of nowhere. Um, then you know that they're what probably mean? onto something and onto something a little more serious. So just keep your eyes and your ears peeled for that. Um, it looks like the overall outlines of the deal that is going to be proposed is a 10-year deal with uh, three pots of money. I guess there's a sort of a general top-up. There will be an increase to the Canada Health Transfer itself mm -hmm. that will apply to all provinces, and then a series of bilateral deals which each province and territories to deal with specific issues that they have probably pertaining to the four or five areas that the federal government has identified as priorities specifically like mental health and addictions and data records and um, you know uh, improving access to uh, family physicians and um, making emergency rooms more efficient with regard to triage and that type of stuff so Fingers crossed uh, that it's not just a um, bleep fest. Mm -hmm. One would hope, right? With people whining and complaining and moaning and, uh, and that we're actually getting to something a little more substantive because uh, we do need it. Uh, also, said, just keep your eyes and ears peeled also for the, the easy go-to is, oh, well, you know, he's only going to maybe be prime minister for the next two years, so how's he going to really see it through? This is not a real thing. Because that's the that's the easy cynical play. Of course. So 
let's try and look beyond that when we uh, get to the commentary later today. Um, as Kitlin M says, if they're being positive and they've caved and agreed to conditions, they must be pretty desperate for the money. And that is absolutely true, Kitlin M. And as we've mentioned on previous shows where we are in the political cycle, right? You've suggested uh, rightly that Canadians get involved in the parliamentary uh, budgetary processes for the federal and the provincial government because the consultation period is going on now until about the 10th. Mm -hmm. That might be the same for all the provinces. Uh, But all of them have a deadline to get their budget out by a certain time because for any political party, particular government, the budget is the one one of the few times on the calendar that you can plan for way in advance where you get a media day unless there's something terrible going on in the world on the exact same day you happen to be depositing your budget where you get major, major, major press time. And if you do your budget well, you can get some for two, three days, even up up to a week Mm -hmm. when you have your ministers going out, spreading the word, if you plan it well. Um, So this is, it's like prime real estate put it on the PR board. So you want to make sure that all your ducks are in a row and that uh, you do your communications well for these types of things. A healthcare meeting is very, very similar. And particularly when you consider that there haven't been very many healthcare meetings between the prime minister and the premiers over the past 15, 17 years. Mm -hmm. It's not like Harper had any. Well, he wanted everybody to know he was the dictator. I mean, man in charge. Mm-hmm. So, the Prime Minister is meeting with them. So, I'm getting a sense that maybe the Premiers have a little bit of a dog that caught the car. Like, oh my God, he actually said yes. <laughs> and he actually said yes to like February 7th. We didn't think we were going to say yes. Oh crap. Uh, 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 we need to come, we need to come to play. Um, wh- uh, uh. <laughs> Yeah. So, so, so you're coming then? Oh, okay. Well, uh, we didn't think you were going to take us up on her offer. We'll, 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 we'll just, we'll just get things ready here. Um, let me just tidy up a bit. Uh, holy shit, he's actually coming. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? What's our play? I have a, We've I been have pointing fingers and yelling at him for a long time. Now he's actually going to confront us. What do we do now? This is a calling of the bluff. Mm-hmm. This is a calling of the bluff. This is a playing the long game thing that we mentioned. Now they, they come with hat in hand, right? Please, right? sir, please. May I have some gruel, sir? Yes. It's like, yes, but only if you spend it on what it is that you say you're going to spend it and you give us receipts. Well, I, I, this from our friend we Barney. receipts. Our friend Barney Parnofsky. Barney Parnofsky, yes. he's been gone for a bit off Twitter. He took a, a little sabbatical. I know, he's been so missed. Yes, and so I, I, I saw this earlier because he does his dear, dear, <laughs> dear my friends letters from the premier. From dear the my premier. friends, premier, yeah. I have been working 24-7 to get more healthcare money from Trudeau and this money will help us open more medical clinics at no frills. Trudeau has promised $30 billion, so that will be a billion for private clinics and $29 billion for new highways. Premier. <laughs> it's not far off. It's not far off. 
brilliant satire. Brilliant satire is always rooted in reality, right? Well, really, really good satire makes you wonder. It's like, did he really write that? Because I could see him writing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could well, see him writing that. And the thing is, he doesn't use spell check because he doesn't use a computer. He would write it note by hand, like in that picture, huh? writing his notes by hand in the picture by the by the laptop by the laptop yeah. by the warm light of the laptop <laughs> the warm glowing glowing warming glow <laughs> of log. <laughs> <laughs> on the screen <laughs> it's probably just a picture of himself saying you're good enough you're smart enough and gosh darn it people like you doug well stuffing a cheesecake <laughs> oh my god i'm so mean i'm so mean i'm so sorry making a cheesecake that, that, that one crossed the line he's making a cheesecake he does that frequently <laughs> that one crossed the line and i really shouldn't judge i've been known to stuff a full cheesecake down my throat now and then too <laughs> well, who, do, who doesn't like a good cheesecake you give me a cherry cheesecake i'll eat the whole thing i will and i'm not a sugar guy but a cherry cheesecake i will eat that uh, whole thing and not be ashamed about it it does not stand at you oh no no shame no pride no shame I'll eat that whole thing and walk out of the dessert place with a stride of pride. (laughs) I ate the whole thing. Uh, but yes, uh, as the kids are saying here uh, on the chat, uh, I wonder if there will be protesters showing up to yell at Trudeau when he arrives, wherever it is they're meeting. You, you can probably count on that if the mm. location has been mm. made public somehow. Uh, individual towns uh, need to work to keep the physicians. Unfortunately, rural towns do not have enough to keep young doctors with families in the area. It's a complicated issue. That is true, Saucy C, which and I was to hearing on the news a report of a doctor in Charbot Lake around where I am. Uh, who's 80 years old and really, really wants to retire. But if he does, there's a thousand patients that will no longer have anybody and there's nobody in the pipeline. And he doesn't want to do that because he's actually bought into first do no harm. Yes, it's it's a complicated issue. And and you also need to consider that uh, there's a a great number of um, people across this nation who I'm sure would probably make good doctors, maybe great doctors, who knows? But with the costs of university and medical school being rather astronomical for the average person, and of course when the student loans go through the banks, which are for-profit industries, it dissuades a lot of people from applying. It dissuades a lot of people from going to Mm post-secondary education because it's simply not in the cards. It wasn't in the cards for me. I went back to school when I was 32, 35 I went back to school, I went to night school, college, Algonquin College, to get papers to say I already knew how to do what I'd been doing for years. Right. <laughs> Which, and as it turns out, the program, they later, they, they folded it into something else, so the program I took doesn't even technically exist anymore. And even then, they're looking at going like, well, we'll just make this a small add-on to the electrician's program that we already have, because the the uh, data cabling, telecommunication cabling program is already well designed by the manufacturers of the products that you install and work with. So I've taken so many courses, it's insane. But like I said, I couldn't, university was not in the cards for me. I simply didn't have the money. Mm -hmm. And my parents were in no position to, to, uh, they, they would have, and they, we talked about this years later. They said, we would have taken out the loans for you. I said, yeah, I know, but, um, you had a family to support, and it was just, it was not a, it was not realistic. 
I was going to go to, um, what I wanted to do was work in, well, do what I'm kind of doing right here, right now, production and audio visual and production and audio and blah, blah, blah. And I was going to go to this place called the Trebus Institute of, the, of uh, Recording Arts in Toronto. And in 1985, it was $25,000 a year. Okay. That was more money than my father earned at the time. Sheesh. So that was not a possibility. So I never went, I never studied it. Now they do, you can take these programs at Algonquin College now and they're considerably less, but kind of do it on my own. Figured it out by sitting here doing this every day. Mm -hmm. You know, do, do, you know, when I turn 65, I can go to school. I can go to university for free, right? Which, right. cool. But shouldn't we be offering free university to people who just graduated high school? <laughs> Mm. Right. It's like, yeah, right. sure. I want to further my education. Sixty-five, great. I'll go back to school, but I won't be able to afford that because I still have to. I'll still have to work a part-time job because a CPP, OAS, and GIS will not be enough to survive on, and my meager RRSPs aren't going to carry me through. So I'll need to work twenty hours a week, maybe as a commissioner, just to uh, have a dental and drug plan and and not eat cat food. <laughs> Jeez. Unless, of course, we can grow this into a big enough thing where, you know, I don't have to, to worry about that anymore. And in which case, well, after 65, I'll be working seven days a week, kind of like now, because we do this. You know, we organize stuff. We might not produce content on the weekend, but trust me, we're, we're, we're still doing work. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, there's editing, yeah, yeah, there's reading. There's you know, yep. this is a seven-day-a-week okay. gig, even though we only broadcast five. Trust me, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. We love it, though. I mean, if we didn't love it, we wouldn't do it. Yeah. Right? Oh, no. I, I, don't, I don't get up for at 6 a.m. in the morning for just anyone. <laughs> there you go. Well, I'm up at 5, so I'm already up, so <laughs> might as well put, put the time to good use, right? This does not get, early, get up early and give face, darlings, unless you deserve it. And you deserve it. Yes, <laughs> so. they do. Yes, they do. Uh, Mr. Grizzly, have we got a show? We do. All right. Um, yes, let's have a show. Uh, consider this a show. And uh, I tried to uh, get my uh, other screen to work, but I think what happened is that the battery in my mouse has died. Oh, that, that, that. Because I was fun. able to use Task Manager to close the windows, but I still cannot move the mouse. Okay. So, <laughs> open need, my text. Do you need to recharge um, it or do you need to put a new battery in? Uh, I'm either gonna. I'm not sure exactly sure. I can't find the actual slot for the battery in this thing. So oh, I might that's need to no. Recharge. Yeah, it's a plug-in. You should find a, a USB port on it somewhere so you can charge it. Okay, up. so that'll that'll probably work. So I'm going to have to wing this one. Uh, yep, I'm going to have to wing this one because I don't have an USB port here close by. So, kids, uh, this is uh, the end of this episode of the Daily Beaver Morning Show. We hope you loved listening to us because we loved making this for you. Uh, and I even made myself all pretty. Look at this. I even got sunshine in my eyes for you guys. Ah, that's how much I love you. Um, if you wish to get us coming directly to you. I'm going to mix up all the order of these. Uh, you can find us on Podpage, podpage.com slash the true north eager beaver with the hyphen between each one of those words because democracy is something you do. That's where the next thing was. As Kit Linda M says, you still have three days to make your voice heard with regard to 
budget consultations at the federal level, at the provincial level here in Ontario. I assume it would be the same in other provinces as they have similar budget deadlines. So please go to the web and look up uh, how to participate in federal budget consultations, how to look up in provincial territorial budget consultations in the areas where you live, and get involved. Let uh, people know what uh, your priorities are and what you think are important. And while you're at it, while you are talking about your priorities for yourself, um, also try to slip in a few priorities for people that you love. Mm-hmm. And just people that you don't even know. Try to think a little broader than just yourself. Um, if you want to write to us, we love to hear from you. So you can reach us on our Facebook page, True North Eager Beaver, on our Twitter feed, at True Eager. You can also reach us by email, the True North Eager Beaver, no, sorry, True North Eager Beaver, at gmail.com, know the on that one and or you can leave a comment on our youtube page we love them we read every comment that we get we appreciate them so thank you very much if you are listening to us on a beaver grizzly friendly podcast platform and why should they not all be if they're not we need to take to the streets for that hmm? yeah uh, <laughs> world domination um Give us some stars. Give us some reviews. Uh, We are not going to tell you how many stars, but, you know, certain numbers sometimes rain down from the sky and show up on your screen. (laughs) So just a little subliminal messaging here. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yeah. No, they don't allow us to give six, I guess. eh? No. Cinco, cinco, sank, sank. I, I went from Spanish <laughs> to French there. Ah, cinco, cinco, sank. Ah. Dona, what's up, baby? Wait, wait, uh-huh. If you would like to look sexy, fabulous, engaged, smart, well, we have something for you. Eager Beaver, Mr. Grizzly Merch, Mr. Grizzly Savic Tees, Eager Beaver. Beaver Pride Tees, or Tees in Beautiful Colors, Red or Green, Halloween Tees, if you want to get in on it a little early, Christmas, if you're already shopping for next year, you know, there's only 300 and something days left. Get started early. (laughs) Hey, maybe you're like me and you're a planner. Who knows? (laughs) Could be, could be. But if you go to the Crier Media webpage, uh, crier.co, and click on Shop, and then click on True North Eager Beaver, you will find all our lovely offerings. Hopefully, we'll have more of them for you coming in the year. Yeah, I got to get on that later this week. I've been super busy. Little teens. And um, also, kids, uh, a little bit of news uh, from us, but um, we are now uh, captains of industry. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's right, yes. Yes. As of yesterday, <clears throat> we are True North Eager Beaver Media Incorporated. Da, 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 da. One million dollars. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I, I, that, that just kind of comes up every now and then. I need to repress that. Yeah, you do. <laughs> we're good people. We're good people. We're good people. I don't, I, I don't want to be the next Murdoch. I don't want to be the next Murdoch. <laughs> if <laughs> I had a million right dollars, <laughs> I'd buy you, you on the right a cake car. <laughs> nice don't let my head get 
So yes, we are now incorporated. So um, I guess that means we're establishing roots and we're here for the long haul, kids. So there you go. All right. Uh, I believe that's everything that was in the credits. If I missed something, oh well. We have two credit rolls for you. So, you know, there's there's this one. There's this one right here. The True North Eager Beaver podcast is an Eager Beaver Mr. Grizzly collaboration. Research, story, and guest curation and copywritten by The Eager Beaver. Recording, production, editing, and additional research by Mr. Grizzly. Music courtesy of Ben Sound Royalty Free Music. Once again, thank you to our founding sponsors, The Peppermaster, The Miss Fee Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing and CanadianTarot.com. And thank you to Pete Jarvis for our artwork. We love it. Kits, we'll talk to you real soon. Bye. Take care. Got Kit Landam going, they really are taking over the world. <laughs> and Kit Bruce that says, it's always good to incorporate. My lawyer told me that years ago. I heard that too. I figure since we're doing media, at one point one of us may say something that could land us into some trouble and we not have us want to lose the house. So <laughs> It's like we have absolutely no assets in the corporation at the moment. Nothing. want to sue us, this would be the right time. Go. Go nuts. <laughs> This has been a True North Eager Beaver True North Eager Beaver Media Incorporated show. Yes, yes, yes. I'm the Eager Beaver and I've approved this ad. See ya. <laughs>